Hi, everybody. This is Lori Weaver. Welcome to Compulsive Overeating Diary, the sequel. We'll call this episode Day 124, even though I have no idea how many days it's been since I originally began this experiment where I talk about my thoughts and feelings about compulsive overeating rather than heading for the chips. For new listeners who are looking for my food story told in real time about how I came out from under 50 years of compulsive dieting and binge eating and how I learned to accept myself and turn my focus onto life versus food, please go back and listen to shows 1 through 120. Today, I'll share some emails I've had from new BCs Sharn and Janelle, tell you how it felt to get up on stage and do my first ever stand-up routine. Whoa! And I'll play the audio of my club debut with my F-bomb bleeped out. And finally, as a holiday gift to my writing buddy, Arliss, I'll read a story I recently wrote in our writing group. After I read it there to the group, Arliss insisted I record it for posterity and put it on the show. So BCs, please stay tuned while we listen to our inspirational snippet of I'm Letting Go by Josh Woodward, and then I'll share what's been going on with me and say howdy to our new BCs. I just love to hear that letting go snippet. It brings back so many memories. And I'm excited to say that Josh has released one of his first ever Christmas songs, which I'll play next show. In fact, this is kind of a cool month because you're going to get two. I'm going to release a show near the end of December, and I will be featuring Josh's Christmas song. And perhaps some music from Fiona and Donnie has already sent in her foolish fun that's appropriate for the holidays. So I want to remind you, if you want to say hello to the other BCs or wish us all Happy New Year, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Holidays, Merry Christmas, whatever you might like to do, please be sure and call the Bravery Hotline or use SpeakPipe or record on your phone and send me your audio so I can stick it into our end of the year show. And I've got a couple holiday surprises there myself. First up, I want to welcome a couple of new BCs who've been writing to me in the time since I shut down the show, you know, the regular series after day 120. And I know I've talked to you before and I thought, oh man, is it really worth it for me to keep these shows live? It's not like I'm getting tons of traffic on the blog or that my time is really spent pursuing compulsive overeating diary. So I wonder if I should just pull the plug and let the show, you know, go off into the sunset, <laughs> into our memories. But then every time I think that that might be a good thing to do, I get an email. So the first one that I want to share with you is actually from Sharn from Western Australia. And Sharn wrote me like in October. But number one, I asked permission to share her story and got it too late to do November's or October. <laughs> but then I was all set to do it and I realized I had no idea did she pronounce her name Sharn or Cian. 
because this name is spelled S-I-A-N, and I have heard it pronounced both ways. So, remembering what I did to Fiona, I waited until I got my pronunciation in order, but Sharn is wonderful and gave permission for me to share her entire story, so here it is. Hi, Lori. My name is Sharn, and I am a 25-year-old marine biology student from Perth, Western Australia. I hesitate there, BCs, because Western Australia is says WA, which is also like Washington State, where I'm from. So first I'm going, Perth, Washington? <laughs> anyway, she's from Perth, Western Australia. She goes on. I love podcasts and have been downloading everything from audiobooks to lectures by astrophysicists for years. However, I have only recently discovered yours. I have struggled with my weight for most of my life, although I am now at a comfortable weight by society standards, I guess. The compulsion to eat badly and too much is something I struggle with on a daily basis. I will find myself being good for the whole day, and it's like my body is taken over, and I'm outside of myself watching as I drive through that takeout place or buy those chocolates, and the intense guilt that it leaves me with is sometimes too much. I decided I had to do something about this. I can't be so down on myself all the time because of food. As you say, food is good. It's supposed to be enjoyable, and it's necessary. I think what upsets me most when I binge or compulsively eat is that I am an educated woman, and I do know better. But I still let myself be taken over by my compulsion. I have read so many books and tried so many ways of eating, and one day it just clicked. Maybe I could find someone who could talk me through my issues without actually having to see anyone. I have been through therapy before, and it wasn't for me. I am up to day 12 of your podcast, and you have been extremely upset by the lack of response. I am here, and I am listening. I know you have produced over 100 episodes so far, and so you should be so proud of yourself for sticking with it. The minute I feel disappointed, angry, sad, nervous, anxious, etc., I absentmindedly go for the junk. But this podcast, I feel, is like a way for you to keep yourself honest, and perhaps that is what I need. After listening to your first few episodes, I decided to get back onto the calorie counting wagon, but within a different headspace. That being, I was going to make myself accountable for what I put in my mouth instead of limiting myself. Obviously, I make sure I'm not eating my normal excessive amount that is part of it. But it is more important to me to watch what I am eating and the choices I am making. Like when you talk about eating oranges on your hikes, the energy you get from them that are raw, nutritious food would be nothing compared to the motivation you would feel to be healthy and strong and proud to have made the healthy choice. I'm sorry if it seems I am rambling. I have exams coming up and so my brain is mush. But I really wanted to find 10 minutes from my day to say thank you. You are making a difference. If nothing else, you can always remember that your voice made it all the way to the west coast of Australia, and I did appreciate it. Well, BCs, isn't that a lesson for me to learn again? Because I still get those pathetic days where I think, oh my goodness, did that make any difference, me spilling my guts on this podcast? Despite all of you who have communicated with me and posted comments and give, and called with your stories, right? But I still get this feeling like, oh my goodness, I'm still fat. <laughs> or, you know, fatter than the average bear. And... Did any of this make a difference? Well, 
as Sharon said, my voice went all the way to Western Australia. Who would have thought that what I say here in California could go clear across the world and make a difference in someone's life? Anyway, this is Red I Wrote Back. Good day, Sharon. Thanks so much for taking the time out of your busy schedule to reach out to me. I appreciate the support so much. Doing my show has been such a wonderful experience for me and finally allowed me to once and for all separate out the emotional from the food issues. Talking to all of you and the feedback that did come in and turn into a community of listeners who also participate in the show helped me over time realize that I was not my body size. Sounds strange, but for over 50 years, I filtered all of my my life and success around what I weighed and what I ate. And I so get you about feeling educated and knowing better and binging or compulsively eating anyway. My theory is that behavior is a way we try to bypass thinking and knowing. It is stress relief or a way to protect from uncomfortable feelings or even our odd way to feel less tired when busy. Many theories. We are all different, but over the course of the show, I found that we who deal with food issues have many, many things in common. It is wonderful not to be alone, and you, Sharn, are not alone in this. I hope you enjoy the ups and downs we all went through as you progressed through the episodes. I close the regular show on day 120 and only occasionally post a bonus show now and again. In fact, I'm going to record one today. Is it okay if I say hello to you by first name? For example, Sharn from Australia. Hugs and thanks again to you so very much, Lori. And Sharn replied, that would be fantastic. It will take me a while to get to that episode, but it will be so nice when I make it. And hopefully I will be understanding my mind and body better. I am so glad to hear that people have reached out. I've always known I have a problem with food, but until listening to your podcast, I couldn't figure out if it was just me, if it had a name and what it meant. I have also been thinking and discussing with friends about how eating disorders, I believe, lie on a continuum. So it is not that I don't have an eating disorder or that I do. I have an issue with food that negatively impacts my life and is something that you have helped me realize is something I can change. The stigma around naming your problem is, I believe, half the problem in today's society. It's been very empowering listening to you and an extremely important aspect for me is when you talk about binging on all your calories because you feel off, whether it be tired or stressed and how you mistake it for hunger. Like you said in your email, it's a coping mechanism, and we know deep down that's not the issue, but we ignore it. And learning that I can't punish myself for slipping, but instead embrace it and move forward, that's the important thing. Because so many diets have ended with the thought, oh well, I've eaten all this crap now, I may as well give up. One burger and fries will not ruin my life. But the lack of motivation will, and you have helped immensely with that. So thank you, thank you, thank you so much for replying. I really appreciate it. So BCs, I super appreciate all these thoughtful comments that Sharn took the time to write and the permission that she gave for me to share it with all of you. So I'm going to ask you from my heart to please stop by the blog on day 124 and post a good day, hello, or a comment to Sharn so that she will know that her voice too came all the way from Western Australia and hit you wherever it is that you're living. Another new BC who wrote me and really touched my heart is named Janelle. And this is what she wrote originally in the contact form. 
Hi, Lori. I stumbled upon your podcast about four weeks ago when I searched binge eating in iTunes. I've been listening to episodes from the beginning and have gotten up to episode 17. I started really working towards body acceptance about a year ago when I did Lauren Fleming's Body Love Program. It helps with the loving yourself part, but I was still not finding support for the binge eating compulsive eating aspect. My life is already so full that listening to your podcast has been easy to fit in while cleaning, commuting, or cooking. It's helped me tremendously. I'm emailing because I saw a direct impact today. I had a manic feeling arise, and my mind was telling me I needed sugar to be okay. I went and grabbed a Pop-Tart from the work kitchen, feeling ashamed, and sat back at my desk. Then I did what you suggested. I paused. I asked myself if I wanted to eat my feelings. I acknowledged I was nervous about my playoff hockey game tonight and slowly put the Pop-Tart away. I ate an orange instead, and my craving passed. I now feel awesome. I didn't tell myself I couldn't have it. I said, it's your choice. Just know why you're making the decision that you are. I have been praying and praying and praying for months and years for a pause, a redirection, some strength when my compulsion is driving me and I feel out of control. But I have never been able to breathe into the idea that the craving will pass. I always just gave in to it. I honestly think that was the first time I made a different choice without white-knuckling it. It was a gentle choice with a surrender. It was beautiful, and I know it was a direct result of applying what I'm learning from your podcast. I wanted to thank you for your bravery, honesty, and willingness to be vulnerable. It gives others the opportunity to do the same. Your podcast is still helping others tremendously, even though you no longer release regular episodes. I'm finding that there may be hope for healing in this part of my life, no matter what my mind tells me. Thank you, XO Janelle. Well, that really touched my heart. Like I said, I had been thinking like, oh, what's the point of leaving all these old episodes up there when I got this letter? So I really liked it. And this is what I wrote back. Hi, Janelle. Thank you so much for taking the time to let me know the show helped you on your journey. It is really cool of you to do that. I've often wondered if it is worthwhile to leave the old shows up, and when I hear from new listeners like you, it reinforces my decision to let it ride. Hooray for your decision to nurture yourself with an orange versus Pop-Tart. It takes some time to untangle the motivations that can make us feel crazy, but we aren't crazy. We've just learned some coping mechanisms that don't really serve our hopes and dreams long term. Food feels easy, and it is, to turn to when we need a lift, something to distract, whatever. My biggest dream was to one day see food only as food, something to eat when hungry or to taste when I really wanted that food. And for the most part, I now have that. Days 1 through 120 are that journey, though I didn't know that when I started. So thanks again, Janelle, for your kindness and encouraging me today. By the way, I do a bonus show usually once a month now, and I do once and again greet new listeners and or read some of their story. Would you be comfortable if I greeted you by name and shared some of your story? Let me know, and no worries if not. Some like sharing, some prefer not. Take care, Lori. P.S. If you're fine with me greeting you and or reading some of your story, is your name pronounced Janelle? <laughs> there you go. See, I'm still kind of paranoid about that. And she says, hi, Lori, thanks for getting back to me. I'm very grateful to have stumbled upon your show, and absolutely you can share my name and story. The pronunciation is correct. Looking forward to hearing about the rest of your journey. 
So again, another powerful letter to me from a BC who is gaining strength from my journey and your journey as they go through and they hear more of your stories. It's such a powerful encouragement to them. I just wanted today to let you know that your participation also made a huge difference and continues to make a huge difference, not only for me, but for those BCs who are just coming up now through those stories and gaining strength from our shared experience. So I wanted to say thank you. Here's your hugs and kisses, BCs, for participating in our show together. Now that I've welcomed the newer BCs and kind of caught up a little bit with how I've been feeling, I wanted to share with you that I am on the bravery report for doing my first ever stand-up comedy routine at a real live comedy club here in the Los Angeles area. Oh my goodness. It's a place, it's a real club. It's where real name comics go. And I did it. I finished my beginning comedy class with my friend and I got up on the stage in front of Mark and my other friends and uh, people that I didn't know. And I actually did the routine. And I wanna share it now with all of you. This is the actual live audio from my club debut with, as I said, the F word that <laughs> slipped out is now bleeped out. I hope you enjoy it.
since I didn't know who I was, they checked me into the hospital as Jane Doe. And what's trippy about that is all the nurses, like Susan, got all worried about me because I was so non-responsive. Miss Doe, Miss Doe, how you feeling? Miss Doe, honey, how are you? What? I'm trying to sleep. Who are you? What? Miss Doe, get the away from me. <laughs> yep, I'm that amnesiac bitch. <laughs> but eventually, I remembered I was married, and my husband told the hospital my real name. I still have not forgiven him for that. <laughs> if those bills had gone to Miss Doe instead of Lori Weaver, it would have been so much cheaper. <laughs> and date night could have been upgraded to Sizzler. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, he did make it up to me a little. Because one of the other bad things about my accident was I can no longer whistle. Can't. Not a biggie, except I used to play the flute. Not going to happen. So he'd come home with this cute little whistle, shaped like a pig. And you make a cute little tune with it when you blow in its nose. So instead of a flautist, I'm a snoutist. <laughs> and I try to keep a positive mental attitude no matter what hits me, including bumps in the road. But I have to admit, once you know me, some things let my inner bitch out. <laughs> like this obesity epidemic we got with our kids. Oh my God, we got high fructose corn syrup, GMOs, Franken foods. It pisses me off. These damn kids have it too easy. I was a fat kid without any of that crap. <laughs> I was a pioneer and I did it the natural way. <laughs> That's right. And my parents, of course, they were concerned for me because I was only fat kid, so they sent me to fat camp. Oh my God, it was paradise. <laughs> because every one of us was fat, it didn't matter if we're wearing our swimsuits in public, we were happy little pot of whales flapping around in the waves. And when we ran the baseball diamond, if our leg fat was flapping in the wind, who cares, no judgment, because for once, every damn one of us was picked for the team. <laughs> you know, and there was lots of cool firsts for me at that camp. One was that I had a chance to get to know kids of a more diverse nature. In fact, it was the first time I ever had a chance to really get to know some Jewish kids. Of course, I didn't know much about being Jewish or what Jewish kids did, but I did know on Friday evening they came back from somewhere with crumbs on their mouths. <laughs> I had to figure out what that was. I mean, this is fat camp. You don't get to eat. I found out they went to temple and they got refreshments. <laughs> well, I marched myself right down to the director and I said, I'm Jewish. <laughs> really? Yep. And I tell you, amnesia or not, those cookies are unforgettable. <laughs> Thank y'all. You're unforgettable too. Oh my goodness. That was a thrill and a half. It was also extremely terrifying. So I guess it's a testament to do what you're scared of because what's the worst that can happen, really? What's the worst that can happen? You know, I got a few laughs, I got an experience, I found out that I could do stand-up comedy if I so chose. It didn't speak to me like voice acting and regular acting does, but it was so much fun. And I really did not think that I could do it. And 
This was the first set of words that I've actually memorized since my bike accident. So it was wonderful to know that even with all the pressure on me, I didn't turn into a stuttering brain freeze mess. I was actually able to do my act and follow through. It was so much fun. And so, like I said, I just want to encourage you, if you have a little dream or something you want to try, go for it. Find out how it feels to overcome your fear and to live a life that you only dreamt about. It's awesome. And speaking of awesome, one of the most awesome people I know is named Arliss, and she's in my writing group along with Mark. And I just wanted to share something on her behalf. For Lori's stories today, I'm going to read you one of the stories that I wrote in writing group that my writing friend Arliss just loves because she was bummed out that all of the awards were going to the depressing foreign dramas. <laughs> so anyway, the prompts I had for this story were one, remote woods, two, vampire, book of recipes or cookbook. My challenge was my foot is stuck, and the genre was depressing foreign drama. So for you, Arliss, and for the rest of you BCs, happy holidays. I hope you enjoy my version of a depressing foreign drama. Hello and welcome. Sit down, relax, and get ready to listen. It's time for Lori's Stories, where brave companions share what they've been writing. Gertrude limped along a murky path, forlornly under barren trees, littering her way with moldering leaves and the stench of autumn death. The moon shone almost not at all, so covered was its light by raggedy clouds. But from time to time, a haunting wind pushed the mists away to reveal a harsh and telling light that fell across Gertrude's face, illuminating her endless weariness. She struggled on, leaning against an ancient oak staff as she hauled a battered and oily cauldron carved from bones and forged with blood up the hill to the sacred grove. Gertrude's heart filled with heavy purpose. She took a long and shuddering breath, drew in all of her strength, and with a piercing moan thrust the bloody cauldron on top of a ring of stones shaped like screaming skulls. Sweat soaked the tattered kerchief wrapped round her head. She removed it and wiped her face, gazing up until the moon was once again hidden, dark and secret. It was almost time. A single tear fell then, a tear for her youth, her love, and all she'd lost. Then she drew a large leather-bound book of spells from her shoulder satchel and held it close to her bosom as she considered the enormity of her choice. Could she turn back yet? Could this be over? She glanced back toward her village beyond the creaking trees. In the distance, smoke from merry chimneys rose, mingling with the patterns of the mysterious mist adorning the dark moon. 
Maybe it wasn't too late. Maybe. Carelessly, she turned, and her foot stuck tight between two screaming skulls. She dropped the spellbook and used both hands to work back and forth her staff against her boot. Quickly working, steadily, one eye on the mist of the moon, she worked. She hadn't much time. The moon was turning pink now, then rosy, then red as blood in the cauldron, as red as the rose on Peter's breast at his useless funeral, as red as old Claret, as red as red eyes, the eyes of above her head, piercing her soul with dread and lust. Two large wings like vultures outspread from those blood-red eyes. Peter's eyes, Peter's dead, undead eyes, as he approached like death itself. Hurriedly, Gertrude scrambled, trying for the spellbook, trying to find the words, the sacred words, the words she'd searched for so long, the words to release Peter from his endless, pitiless, lifeless existence. But too late. The wings enfolded her as he bent his head and found the ivory neck from long ago. The blood-red moon receded once again behind the silent, depressing foreign mist. If you'd like to share your story, just call the Bravery Hotline. Use SpeakPipe or email Lori your story to be read on the air. Just mention this is for Lori's stories and she'll do the rest. Well, VCs, I hope you liked my dark and stormy foreign depressing drama <laughs> that I wrote for Arliss. And it's a lot of fun to record that for you here. And if you want to be part of Lori's stories, you still can, you know. You can record a story and send it to me or write a story and send it to me for myself to record or Mark to record or one of my other voice acting friends to record. You know, that's kind of what these update shows are all about now for me is how much fun can I have sharing stuff with the Brave Companions. So if you got some jokes and riddles like Donnie sends or you have, you know, a story or you'd like to try voice acting, whatever you might like to do. Do, do send it to me because I love to get it. And remember, do stop by and say hello to Janelle. And she spells her name G-I-N-E-L-L-E -L -L -E, and Sharn, S-I-A-N. They're on day 124. And it's not too late. Call the Bravery Hotline. You speak pipe. Send your Christmas greetings or whatever you want to do, and I will put it in our end of December update. So until then, BCs, I want you to take care and be proud of yourself because I really, 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 really care. I'm a slave without a master. For disaster, kicking up the dust in the middle of the road. I've been waiting on a free ride, ticket to a seaside thicket on the edge of Puget Sound. And there I'll sit, I'll admit that I was only just a guest.
just inside my skin And by the dawn I'll be gone And won't be holding on to anything again I'm letting go